0: Well, this was the plan all along, wasn't it? As soon as the Chiefs realized the gift they have in Patrick Mahomes, the idea was to surround him with weapons and reach for the Stars. Well, the Chiefs have another Super Bowl opportunity. Welcome to SportsBKC, KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Monday, January 25th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The Chiefs capture their second straight AFC title on Sunday, rediscovering the power of their offense and getting aggressive on defense to defeat the Buffalo Bills 38-24. The Chiefs will meet the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Super Bowl 55 in two weeks, and for the first time, a Super Bowl participant will play in its home stadium. After the game, the Stars coverage team of Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, Herbie Teope, and Sam McDowell joined me on SportsBeat Live to break down the AFC title game and offer our thoughts on these Chiefs. It's now presented as a SportsBeat KC podcast. Let's get started. Hey, good evening from Kansas City. The the columns, the stories, the grades, they're all in. It's time to talk about the Chiefs, and we we're talking about the two-time AFC champion Chiefs tonight. Chiefs defeated the Buffalo Bills 38-24 in the AFC Championship game, and we're going to talk about it with you. Send us your questions and comments. We will get to as many of them as we can. We are here with the guys who cover the Chiefs like nobody else. Sam Mellinger is here. Sam McDowell will soon be joined by Higgorian and Herbie Teope. And Guys, I've got on a legal pad, as I always do after the game, topics that we need to cover usually it's plays players um you know that, that that type that type of thing but I wanted to start tonight by just discussing w- when the Chiefs are now going to the Super Bowl for a second consecutive season I remember the day that Patrick Mahomes was introduced at the press conference over at the over at the practice facility I don't think I envisioned this type of success so quickly for the chiefs, but once they realized what they had in Patrick Mahomes, I think the chiefs, Brett Feach, Andy Reid, um, the, the brain trust did what they could to put a team around Patrick Mahomes and, uh, and then dream a little bit. And I think that, uh, uh, we're, we're realizing, and the team is realizing that dream. So Sam Mellinger, I don't know what you wrote about, but uh, I know you're the big picture guy. So how about laying some big picture on us?
1: Yeah, man, this is what they envisioned, right? And, and I think that as soon as they made that pick that you just talked about in 2017, I think this was what was absolutely possible. But it just it happened so much faster than you would have expected. Um, you know, I mean, I think I saw a graphic on the on the broadcast that this is the first time a quarterback has ever played in uh, three three. Conference championship games before his 26th birthday. <laughs> and you know, he's sort of like, and I was thinking about this. Um, a- am I right? Hopefully I am because I wrote it. But um is Tom Brady the only quarterback who is just unquestionably more accomplished in his career than Patrick Mahomes. Well Rothesburg uh, has two Super Bowls, no MVP.
2: Right, right. right. It, he, it, you mean, do you mean current quarterback?
1: Yeah, yeah, in the league right now. Okay. Rodgers you
0: know, Ro- has, Rogers has a, a Super Bowl victory and an MVP, and he's been to four other conference title games and can't seem to win one, yeah. either, especially when they play at home. He can't seem to win one. But, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but yes, <laughs> yes. He's um, pretty wild, man. And the guy is like, you know, if you just look at normal
1: quarterbacks and their career arc, he's approaching his prime. You know, they're they're not supposed to be as good as they'll be already. And and the other thing I, I thought about was um, the Chiefs just feel inevitable um, in a very different way than they used to. Because I remember sitting in this very press box um, three years ago, whatever it was, and Blair, as soon as Marcus Mariota threw that touchdown pass to himself, me and you looked at each other like, oh. <laughs> I remember
0: is- the question was, who would you rather be right now, the Chief or the Titans? <laughs> and the Chiefs still had – Like an 11-point lead at the time. (laughs) Yes, and and now they
1: feel inevitable in the opposite way. You know, this is, what, three out of the last four playoff games where they've been down two scores? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Houston one, I thought, ooh, that's a little, you know, 24. (laughs) That's that's a big number, but that's the only one that, you know, just sort of like made me flinch or whatever. It's just, it's a remarkable thing to watch. Um, it, It really is. I mean, I think this is... Once in a generation stuff, and this is the the team of the next decade.
0: It's the best of times, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Sam McDowell, um, I, I, there's so many different ways to go on this, but let's let's continue talking Patrick Mahomes. I, I think we all believed that he was going to play this week. In fact, uh, uh, Melly laughed at us for even <laughs> suggesting that he, he might not play around midweek, but uh, uh, he was. You know, he's had great games. This may have been his best playoff game. Uh, you know, from the regular season meeting where the, where, the, where the Chiefs ran all over the Bills, the Bills took that away to a large extent tonight. So, you know, I, I thought it would have been a better idea for Buffalo to, uh, to, to, to defend Travis Kelsey at some point. They didn't, <laughs> didn't seem terribly interested in that. And Kelsey and, and, and Tyreek Hill were just phenomenal again.
2: Yeah, you know, just to kind of piggyback off of what Sam said, well, to to add one thing about that Marcus Mariota game, I remember I turned to Sam before the game even started, and I said, now, of all their playoff losses, like, this would be the worst one, right? Like, this is the one they're favored by the most points. Like, this would be the worst home (laughs) loss. And, of of course, they lose that game. Um, But, you know, it's just amazing how much one player can have such an amazing effect on... A a sport in which 22 guys start, and I I know that Andy Reid's done a lot. I know that Brett Veach has done a lot, but those guys were here before Patrick Mahomes, and the playoff streak continued. And so, from 25 years without a home playoff win to a guy that's now won five times at home, and also won once, of of course, in Miami Gardens last year. um, You know, it's it's just such a transformation. And like I said, I, I you've got to give a lot of people credit for it, but what's the percentage of credit Patrick Mahomes deserve for this? I mean, it's at least half, right? I mean, that they weren't able to do this before this guy got here. And I'm just, the whole fan base has gone from what is going to go wrong to, oh, it's no big deal if something does go wrong. And just, it's incredible, especially growing up here. You know, I experienced that. Several of my friends still root for the Chiefs. And just the feeling and emotion that's different because this guy's here is just remarkable.
1: Yeah, the, the best description I've heard of him, and this is one that's used inside the organization, is he's a force multiplier. Because like, the, the Chiefs were a good team. This is not like the 0-16 Lions that, that win it, you know. I mean, they, they were in the playoffs four out of five, five out of six, whatever it was, years uh, before he took a snap as QB1. But God, I mean, once you have that guy, everybody else just becomes better at their job. You know, because he, he opens up so many possibilities. The offensive linemen, you know, their mistakes are covered up. Um, Travis Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill's strengths are amplified. The defense can play different. I mean, it just goes on and on, marketing, business, everybody. And and that's that's the that's the thing that they've had. That's the thing that they have right now that 31 other teams would love to would love to have themselves. And and one of them, one of those 31, um, can can have some replica of it with a trade for Deshaun Watson sometime this this off <laughs> That's right. That's
0: right. <laughs> Barbara Hedrick reminds us uh, it's time to put away the bad old days stories. We're living in a new these new wondrous times, and they are kind of wondrous, right? I mean, fifty years without a Super Bowl, and then and then back to back Super Bowl uh, appearances for for the Chiefs. Okay, let, the let's. Blair, I now. think Chiefs fans.
2: Blair, I think I think that's a, a good. Th- th- Thing to, because I wondered that while I wrote today, because I wrote in uh, reference, you know, it, just a couple of paragraphs, but still, just how bad it was, it used to be, and I'm wondering at what point do we sort of move on from that? And then I decided for those of us that wrote about the teams beforehand, or were here in Kansas City, I decided never is is a time to stop mentioning <laughs> how bad it once was before this guy got here. <laughs>
1: Never forget
2: <laughs> if this, if, if seriously, though, if, if it's 15 years from now and this guy's won five Super Bowls, I still think it's like, hey, by the way, <laughs> before this guy got here, <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Remember when Eric Fisher was called for holding in the Steelers, exactly? Yeah, yeah, we'll always have that. So, um, okay, but onward. And uh, speaking of mistakes and uh, things that could go wrong, there was a big one for the Chiefs early on tonight. And uh, I, I, what did you guys the, – the Chiefs can't seem to go a game now without some sort of special teams bungle, right? It's, it's missing an extra point, missing a short field goal, fumbling, uh, a punt return. There's just something it seems like every single game. And tonight – hey, Vahe, Vahe Gregorian has joined us. Um, so, Vahe, we're into the game now. And, uh, and we're, we've gotten up to the, uh, the, the Bills' second possession – Chiefs held them. They're punting, and you know Chiefs are going to get the ball, and and uh, and all is going to be well. But but wait, there was a little bit of a delay in this because McCole Hardman fumbles away a punt in which he wasn't hit. I don't. That's hard to do. I think you know, catch it in the air, turn, or, or they just lost it. So the Bills go in for a, a short touchdown, and it's nine to nothing because the Bills missed the extra point. What's the level of concern for the Chiefs at this point? Only a three-point favorite. Um, playing with a quarterback that went three and out in the first series, has a turf toe, and uh, it, it, and, and Buffalo comes in 13-3 and three with a quarterback who we all respect. What's, I'll, I'll start with you, Vahe. What was the level of concern when it was 9-zip?
3: Well, I, I tell you what, Blair. I, I felt it, here in the auxiliary press box with you, I think there was a, a little bit of a, like, whoa, We kind of looked at each other like, huh. But I think, and I I bet you anything, I speak for uh, everybody else on this call too, we've seen seen plenty out of this team that says others watching them might feel phased, but I don't think that's really indicative of their mindset at that point. Um, And, you know, even with Patrick coming off of what he did, it's a very little thing in a way, but for him to throw that first deep pass on that first drive, basically 40 yards downfield on a dime, the Tyree kill. I kind of felt like Patrick would be okay. And, you know, the small sample set, but, um, but it was obviously pretty crucial. They went ahead and scored a touchdown right away. And then that kind of opened the floodgates. So, um, you know, we, we, it's hard to feel like you, you just don't believe this anymore um, when they've won twenty five out of the last twenty six games, Mahomes has started.
0: Yeah, but how about the the whole um, the, the whole pregame idea of they, they they only win close games, right? The last uh, the last eight wins were by an average of four points, and it always came down to a final final possession. Uh, either you know, in the case of the Falcons, they had to you know the automatic kicker has to miss a field goal and facing the Dolphins and the Browns last week. They got to pick up a fourth and one near midfield, and um, where there did, did did anybody have a premonition of a, of a two score type of victory tonight? Uh, I, I was starting to hear that around town during the week, but I guess I wasn't willing to believe that, that it was going to happen. I hadn't, we hadn't seen an outcome like this for for quite a while, but it does speak to the idea that yeah, the Chiefs look they've won fourteen regular season games, but they you know. They played the, the lowly Carolina Panthers, you know, to, to a two-point game, and then they go beat the New Orleans Saints by, by three. They go beat Tampa Bay by three. They, they just find a way to win games.
3: One, one quick thing I'll say, Blair, just to that is that, you know, it's a handy thing to have in your holster, so to speak, uh, you know, that you, you think you're going to pull out those close games if you're, if you're the Chiefs. Uh, you've, you you, you kind of did it in, in yet another way last week. But Sam Mellinger asked Andy about this the other day. Sam, I can't really remember how Andy answered it, but I think your premise was, well, don't, don't, doesn't this team find extra gears? Even tonight you were talking about that with Andy, but, but doesn't this team have a way of having another gear too? And the ability to win many different ways also includes, you know, when you can exploit a team and, and when you're playing, you know, each phase of the game, maybe, maybe you can do this.
1: Sorry, uh, problems with the mute button. Um, on brand, um, you know, not whenever all like one score wins. Are...
2: What's that? You said problems with the mute button. I said yeah. Whenever you click mute, it mutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: Um, so
1: you know, not all one score wins are, are created equal, right? And so uh, you know, the Falcons one, I think, was a you know a concern um, at least in my eyes. But the the deal with like all those wins is that's part of what I'm talking about with the inevitability of this team because when they have the fourth and one, or you know when Tyron Matthew needs to make a play on the back end or Chris Jones needs to you know wreck a play by you know destroying the right guard, they always do that and and I don't know how many times you can see the same thing and think it's luck. you know what I mean at, at some point that's just what they do and um you know to to blow out I mean it was fourteen points. I don't know, kind of a borderline blowout. Um, I don't think it was as close as fourteen, but to do that with what you said, like the the muffed punt, um, Tyreek dropped a, a forty yard pass, uh, you know that that led to a punt. Juan Thornhill dropped what would have been a really really good interception, but still dropped it. Um, Charverius Ward dropped what would have been a less impressive interception. You know what I mean? They had these mistakes, and they still did this to the team that I think a lot of people thought was you know, one of the best two, maybe three teams in the NFL. It's just, um, that that's the inevitability. They just have so many ways to do it. You kind of expect them to find one.
0: Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKCoffer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Well, and uh, I think this was you, uh, Sam, that asked Andy uh, a question that got the answer that uh, things got a little haywacky today. Uh, <laughs> First time I've heard that one. Haven't heard, hey wacky. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for that one in your um, uh, in your podcast later this week. <laughs> right. uh, and I think in the same the same thought, um, you know, it, it was like uh, a coach in the football teams, like being a farmer. The work is never done.
1: I, thought, I have heard that one a couple times, but
0: yeah. never, never, hey wacky. Uh, well, I've never heard it from Andy, so that, I thought that was good. Herbie Teopia has joined us. Hey, Herbie.
4: Doggone it! What's going on?
0: What's up, man? Um, hey, wh- while we got you Herb, let's let's talk. Um, uh, let's, let's talk a couple of injuries really quick. Um, looks like uh, LeGerry Sneed in in the concussion protocol, and what was the other one? I wrote it down. Oh, Armani Armani Watts Armani in the concussion protocol as well. But I, listen, two weeks they'll they'll be fine for the Super Bowl. The real concern though is Eric Fisher, uh, offensive tackle. I didn't, you know, the replay showed it, but I, I couldn't tell how it happened. But the, the thought, postgame thought now is um, an Achilles injury. Andy Reid didn't say tear, but he just suggested that we're not going to see Fisher in the Super Bowl.
4: Yeah, he strongly hinted that when he basically said, hey, it doesn't look good. Uh, and you got to remember, Achilles injury sometimes doesn't even happen with contact. So that's always never a good thing. But yeah, with, with Fisher down. And the Chiefs were able to handle it. They moved Mike Remmers from – the versatile Mike Remmers from right tackle over to left tackle, and then they kicked Andrew Wiley out from right guard to right tackle and inserted Stefan Wisniewski in at right guard. And that's probably the, the lineup that you're going to see in the Super Bowl matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But
2: Fisher is obviously the big injury from today. He he did – Adam Teicher from ESPN did ask him after the game uh, – if, if it was a tear, and he said, yes, he's, that's the way it looks right now. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, the one thing about Eric Fisher, and we, we've talked about it on this program, um, the Chiefs are 25-1 and one over the past two years with Eric Fisher in the lineup. I mean, it's not a guy they can't win without, but it's it's certainly not a small absence if they've got to play. Obviously, they're, they're already playing without their best tackle. They're playing, you know, the strength of their offensive line is the guys on the outside, and if they're missing both of those guys, like, those are those some pretty big absences for, for the Super Bowl, especially against against Tampa's defensive line. Tampa's, you know, we, we talked about this this week as well. Buffalo's defensive line was the weakness of this defense, and it showed up tonight as a weakness of the defense. Tampa's not built that same way, and if they can get pressure with four, we've talked about it several times, that's sort of the way you, you, you can disrupt this offense.
0: Uh, Larry Luper in, uh, informs us that he has smoked Haywacky, so that's good to know, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cody cody and drizzy says here's to me not getting the stomach flu for the super bowl day this year but if it means you know winning it i'll take one for the team that a guy there you go good job cody uh absolutely you will uh so all right let's um, uh i want to talk about the defense a little bit um again i i i we, we probably don't say enough about it, talk enough about it, but I just think that side of the ball has been really, really good. Um, and it was – listen, it was uh, Jim Nance that said it. I didn't realize until he said it during the broadcast. The, the Bills scored the, 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 the first nine and the final nine points of the game, and in between the Chiefs outscored them 38-6. to So um, that's, that strikes me as a nice, um, nice little center of, of the game uh production for the chiefs but a lot of that was the the chiefs came into the game uh last in the nfl or during the regular season in in red zone defense and uh the Bills scored two touchdowns on five trips into the red zone today had a couple of field goals got the interception so i just thought i thought it was an aggressive defensive game plan that i have seen from steve spagnolo herbie did you did you see the same thing
4: Oh, absolutely. The thing that really jumped out to me here was they took away Stefan Diggs. Okay, And and Diggs at one point in the second half just had two catches for 12 yards on five targets. Now, granted, when the Bills started going into hurry-up mode, he started padding those stats. But the fact they took away him and Cole Beasley, they befuddled the heck out of Josh Allen. Four sacks, 10 quarterback hits on the game. Frank Clark accounted for two of those sacks. Yeah, they, they got after him and you and all the credit to Steve Spagnolo, who made the adjustment after the Bills jumped out nine to nothing. And you gotta remember the Bills the, the, throughout the first quarter, they were going they were utilizing an up-tempo offense, but, but Spagnolo adjusted to it, and they, they you saw what happened, and the results there.
0: I just I like how the the, the, the pressure came from the outside too. Um, I, I think they were trying to funnel Josh Allen to the middle of the field not let him get outside with his legs. And so that's why you saw with Jerry Sneed, you know, blitz from the outside and Tyron Matthew. Sorensen came up the middle one time, but uh, uh, but but for the most part, when the Chiefs blitzed, it came from the outside, and uh, and it was really effective. Look, Allen ended up with 88 rushing yards and 280 passing yards, but, you know, a decent chunk of that came after the Chiefs had the significant lead. So um, I just thought when, they, when when the game mattered the most, the Chiefs' defense was – was really good again, and um, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I think this is a defense capable of, you know, helping you know helping the team win the Super Bowl. Chiefs aren't going to have to go to Tampa hoping to outscore Tampa Bay. I, I, I think their defense can can make plays, and I loved what Tyron Matthews said after the game. He just he was taking the day off. You know, it's just a day off for him. He let all the other guys in their in their man coverage do the work, and you know he just sat back there, and uh, obviously not true, but. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm, we, we don't talk enough about Steve Spagnuolo in this defense. Have have I got an amen for that?
2: You do. do. I think, I think one of the the interesting elements of this game was I thought they would have to potentially put a quarterback spy on Josh Allen just because of the way he's able to run the ball. And instead it seemed like it, of course, you know, you got to watch the tape. But it it seemed like rather than put a quarterback spy on him, they blitzed that guy pretty consistently. And maybe the the tape told them that Josh Allen consistently runs one way or the other. You know, we saw that with Kyler Murray late in the season. They constantly blitzed him from his throwing side because that's the way he liked to scramble. Maybe the tape told them that as well. I mean, I know Josh Allen got loose a couple of times, but not consistently enough to where it made you worry about bringing that extra rusher. And so they just were bringing the extra rusher constantly today, and I just I thought the game plan was terrific. The defense was really good, like you said, but I think it was a result of the game plan they had against them.
3: And I we we talked about this a little bit, but it really stood out the the effectiveness of, of blitzing defensive backs in particular. You know, corners come in, and um, I also thought, and we've probably alluded to this a little bit, but coverage was so good man, man coverage was so good in particular even when Allen had a lot of time uh there were a couple of times that, remember that i can't remember who caught it but but it, it was with ben neiman uh you know all mm-hmm. over the guy for like eight seconds and it's kind of like let's can't put it there but i just thought they were velcro to these guys for the most part
1: that's two weeks in a row the coverage was great last week against the browns as well
0: well, and now, you know, they, they play two playoff games against quarterbacks that use their legs, and now they're going to play a third one against a quarterback that really doesn't, not at his age anyway, so that'll, uh, 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 we'll see how that changes the the game plan for the Chiefs. I think the game film, even though he didn't have great stats, is going to be really kind to Chris Jones. That guy was putting, on, putting pressure. A lot of times when you saw Josh Allen backpedaling, it's because 95 was bearing down on him, and he didn't get a sack, but um, but he I think he impacted the game in a big way. And you know, a few of our uh, a few of our viewers noticed the the the, the swing that he took at to Josh Allen. Um, and could he could he get um, you know could he get in some trouble for that? I I don't I don't know I, I don't know how that works. Um, I guess you can you can get fined without being penalized, can't you, Herbie?
4: Yep, you absolutely can. You absolutely can. And you know they're going to take a look at it because it's a quarterback. Uh, so yeah, you'll have to wait and see uh, if the NFL decides that's fine-worthy. Okay.
2: Well, he took the punch at an offensive lineman, right, in the first half. Yeah, but but Sorensen got fined last week, so that, that's a, that's your a perfect example of for that helmet-to-helmet hit, and obviously he did not get penalized for that against the Browns. Yeah, but he did that against a wide receiver. Again, we're talking about a quarterback. This is a
4: completely different animal. So it's, the league will take a look at that.
0: Uh, yeah, but it was. Uh, I think I think Sam's right. There, there, was a swing to an offensive lineman um, in the in the first half, and then he was. Uh, I don't know how much he was in in the scrum uh, in, in the second half toward the end of the game, when um, when Alex Okafor I thought made a, a really poor decision. Um, uh, you know, with uh, after after Passigno had the sack, or they they called whistled the play dead. Okafor didn't stop, so that'll be interesting. It'll be something to keep an eye on, I guess. That, that, that kind of thing comes out later in the week, doesn't it, Herbie? The, the, the fines, the the decisions on those types of things. So
4: Yeah, the, the league will levy those fines. Usually players will be notified Thursday, Friday, and then uh, they'll announce it on Saturdays.
0: Right. Hey, Jordan Tribe asks a good question. Uh, did we notice any moments where Mahomes' turf toe uh, was an issue? I, well, hey, what do you think? I know you, you wrote about Mahomes. What – I, I I, I, didn't,
3: I didn't think so. Um, y- you know, I I, I it, it looked like he was mobile. I guess we got that little glimpse on TV and, and we didn't really get to ask him about it after the game. It was pretty abbreviated, but of the turf toe shoes that uh that he was he was wearing. I, I didn't really know how those were, you know, treated differently. Andy Reid didn't say this uh, before today, but he he spoke today, tonight about um, calling that toe an amazing thing to see, I think was how he put it, um, for how black and blue it was. And, uh, evidently the treatment for that was pretty good. It seemed from what we're told anyway, that, that, that it, the, the swelling was reduced, uh, quite dramatically. Um, and you know, I, I don't know what turf toe treatments really entail. It, it seems like that could be a real nagging problem, but Patrick sure seemed pretty mobile, a little too mobile from my, uh, come for a time or two. I, I there was one play where he, I think Blair we we're again we were watching here together, but he's cutting it back into the field when he, he should have just gone down. It's like what are you doing? Um, I think I, I I wonder if anybody else wanted them to run that option though uh, early just to just to just absolutely make people's heads explode.
1: Well, the, the cut back into the field too was just to give him another chance to just. The most awkward slide in the NFL. He just kind of like <laughs> – that one, it wasn't even a slide. He just kind of like sat down. <laughs> <away>. <laughs> well, guy can do it. everything on the field except for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and I believe uh, Andy Reid in the postgame called it swollen and, and black and blue uh, after the game, and he was in a lot of pain on um, Sunday and Monday of, of, of this past week, but – and, we, listen, we didn't get a chance to explore this topic further, and, and it wasn't necessary because of the, um, you know, be, because of the updates we were getting throughout the week. But didn't you guys get the feeling that Mahomes was never not going to play? I mean, I think they knew that as early as Monday. And uh, – and but they said – what nothing that was said by the Chiefs was inaccurate. Still in the concussion protocol. You know, <laughs> Still was limited in practice. Couldn't take all the – snap, you know, didn't take all the snaps. So, um, again, I, I – I, I just go, I refer to Sam's chortle, chortle at, uh, at mid, midweek chortle on this.
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just, I love the fact that on Friday, you know, he's in the concussion protocol. Then less than 12 minutes later, Mahomes comes out. I'm not in the protocol anymore. I love that. I, I just love that.
0: He, I, he he physically took himself out of the protocol. He just, <laughs> I,
3: I, I love, I love the fact that attending physician Tyron Matthew had it, had it assessed uh, uh, last Sunday, with the uh, I could tell by the look in his eye. I was that was kind of a great way to put it because I was sort of wondering what the look in his eye might have said to others.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, he, he said the look in his eye was like "Don't forget about me," and that has never been a problem with any of us on Patrick Mahomes. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, does anybody uh, anybody have any memories of the uh, of the Tampa Bay regular season game and? Uh, and, and so, just let's well, let's just have a good first, quick first impression of of the Super Bowl matchup, Kirby. Let's let's start with you. <laughs> the better,
4: the better. Uh, hopefully, they know how to cover Tyreek Hill now. That's that's the only thing I got for you from that game. Goodness gracious, Tyreek Hill had himself a game where a first quarter, whatever you want to say. But uh, hopefully, I can't remember that cornerback's name now. It? It's, it's,
2: it's, it's, it's Carlton, Carlton Davis.
4: And if, yeah, if Blair's hopefully.
2: asking if anybody has. If Blair's asking if anybody has memories of that game, I guarantee you, Carlton Davis has <laughs> memories of that game.
4: Yeah, hopefully, you hope know, they have a plan for him, or or Hill's just going to go berserk again.
2: You know, I, I, if you, I'm sure all of us watched a, a lot of that Green Bay game today. They had him one on one with Devontae Adams a, a lot today, so. I don't know. I mean, the strategy to with Mahomes is not to leave just, just a single safety up top or, or to to leave guys one-on-one, and they did it a lot today, and Todd Bowles likes likes to play that style of defense, and he's either going to have to adjust to Mahomes or I, I think Mahomes is going to tear him up again just like he did. And wh- what what was that, like week 10, 11?
0: Maybe week 12. I had, week, 12 uh,
2: a- week 12, week 12, week yeah. 12. the issue
1: they're going to have with that, though, <clears throat> excuse me, is – uh, presumably, without either of their tackles, um, you know that that's a yeah. <laughs> that, that's a really good group of pass rushers um, that, that's hard for anybody to block. And the Chiefs are going to be missing not just the two tackles, but I think we'd all agree the the Chiefs' best offensive lineman, their two best offensive linemen, um, you know, are are those two. That's um, they're going to have to figure something out there.
0: Yeah, they are. Um, I. <laughs> I, I was a little surprised the Bucks won today. I, I thought the Packers would have the—they the, certainly had the revenge motive—and uh, um, that that touchdown, the Tampa Bay score just before halftime, was such yeah. a killer, such a killer for for the Packers. And uh, I was looking forward to um, you know just a, a, a Rogers, uh, Mahomes game, but Brady Mahomes—that's that hasn't disappointed in <laughs> any of them. <laughs> in any of the, any of the times that they have they've m- matched up what what's the they even with each other yeah the the, the win this year made it 2-2 two, 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 I think in the head to head I think
3: 2-2 two and, two and and it, is it right Blair that's Brady the only quarterback that's uh, beaten
0: Patrick Mahomes twice he is yep yes he is so um all right guys well we got uh we're going to have plenty plenty to talk about uh with the Super Bowl in in 2 weeks and I don't know when the next one of these shows will drop, but we'll let you know when that happens. Um, we've got uh, we we still have some some work to do here before we all get out of here. So th- thanks for joining us tonight, everybody, and thanks to Sam Mellinger, Vahé Gregorian, Sam McDowell, Herbie Topy and Beth Welch, our producer. We will uh, we will talk to you soon, and we will talk to you often over the next two weeks. Good night, everybody. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff and everyone who helps make Sportsbeat KC happen. Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. A tip of the cap to our coverage team of Sam Mellinger, Sam McDowell, Vahe Gregorian, and Herbie T.O.B. from talking Chiefs. Links to their stories can be found in the show notes and on kansascity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you, especially for those that want a deeper dive into the Stars' terrific Chiefs coverage. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, with auto-renews at $5.99 a month, unless you cancel. How do you get it? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. Yep, that's last year's year, but it's this year's deal. You want more than just sports? I know I do. Check out the entire Kansas City Star product, sports news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. you get got all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage with the E edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe, and if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers, you send me an email, bkirkoff at kcstar.com, I will get you to the right place. So. Whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting in supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports Beat KC. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday with another episode.